Hello and welcome to the, the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including DuckTales, which we'll be getting into today. I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Steve Zeck. Hello! <laughs> and Michelle Anderer. Hey! Uh, so, yeah, pl- please uh, submit your thoughts as to my AdSense to open this show. <laughs> oh, but you're yes, opening we'll up to the wolves now! Yes, but please in, insult my my portrayal of uh, Scrooge right. McDuck here. But <laughs> you, uh, we'll be discussing uh, DuckTales today, uh, right. particularly the latest episodes that aired on Saturday, September 23rd, Day Trip of Doom and The Great Dime Chase, which aired back-to-back. Uh, you can find more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. There right. you can find our episode on the pilot episode of DuckTales as well as well as coverage on other animated shows on Disney XD and other channels. <laughs> uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes at overly, uh, OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or you can search for us on your favorite podcatcher, and we appreciate your star ratings and reviews. And uh, so with that, we'll be diving into the these two episodes of DuckTales. Um, the last uh, the last episode we covered was more of an introduction to the uh, to the characters and the cast. Here we have one episode that seems a bit uh, just like standard Saturday morning cartoon. Another one that seems to introduce a lot more characters. So I guess we'll we'll just begin by saying of the two episodes, which one did you prefer, and like what what stood out to you the most of these episodes? Uh, we'll go to Steve first. Which one did you prefer, and what stood out to you? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to choose because they both. Very important stuff. One introduces the Beagle Boys, and the other one sort of had more plot and introduced some other new characters. Um, all I can say, though, in both episodes, Webby is MVP, man. She was just on point. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I guess I might lean more towards the um, the, the first one. Um, what's the name of that one? Um, um, Day Trip of Doom? Yeah, Day Trip of Doom. Might lean more towards Day Trip of Doom because, I don't know, it had most of the characters. It had, and it had this funny little Donald Beakley B-plot. And Louie is a sick little shipper, ain't he? <laughs> uh, ch- uh, chipper? Chipper. 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 Yeah. Oh, shipper. Okay. <laughs> you shipping Donald with Webby's mom when they were standing right, close right. to each other. Oh, okay. Grandma, okay. Okay. Yeah. Actually, her grandma. Oh, yeah, grandma. Yeah. I keep forgetting if it's her mom or her grandma. And, oh, by the way. <laughs> She's I, in really good shape for a grandma. By the way, I told you so. I, I said she was a spy in the past. Last pocket, I theorized on that. So I called it. Yeah, we, we dropped it as an ending joke. So, the, <laughs> <laughs> so not, not, not much tension building up to that, but good, good, good work, I'm guessing that. <laughs> um, Michelle, of, of the two episodes, which one did you enjoy more? They were both good. I, I actually think I, I am going to go with Steve on this one because I think the first one was just a little more focused. The second one had a lot more going on, but it also kind of like split us off into all these different parts that we're supposed to be paying attention to. And I think in that way, it was a little hard to like be as interested overall, but um, it definitely had more plot twos. So maybe that was part of the reason. But um, yeah, I really, I really appreciated that so early on because these are only like the next two episodes after the first one we're getting into a lot of things we were questioning the first two episodes before like is Webby gonna be like kind of like 
like why is Webby the way she is? And they like explicitly say like, oh, it's because like she's been cooped up in the house for her whole life and she has all this energy and she's, you know, anyone would end up a little like not normal and that's fine. Um, and I really like that they addressed that. They also are like getting right into the mom question, which is great because I was afraid they were going to like forget about it for like, you know, four or five episodes and then like barely address it. But like, no, 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 like third episode in, like, they found her secret archive place. Like, so much stuff's going to happen. I'm really excited about that. So I'm just glad about the pacing, honestly, for the show. Because, like, they put a lot of things out there and they're already, like, tackling them, which is really satisfying to see. And she might be alive. Um, they don't yep. know where she no. is. It's a chance. And also, yeah. 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 Also, like, to add Webby not only be cooked up, but also didn't help well, was she was raised by this ex-spy so yeah exactly so she knows how to defend herself really yeah. well but she doesn't know how to like chill out in a ball pit yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that that angle was already treated well in the pilot but here it's just nice to like see her actually out in public and see yeah. how she reacts to other other people that aren't her her uh, her cousins so but yeah i think i'm with you guys that like the first one was more entertaining but the second one like threw a lot more stuff uh, at you mm-hmm. for the future and so, like, it, it's interesting because, like, when I'm going into DuckTales, I, I'm like, well, I, I don't really want another Saturday morning cartoon. Like, I am interested more in the big plot points that this is introducing. But at the same time, like, I, I enjoyed the, the first episode, even though, like, the plot was really low stakes. Just like, okay, you go go to, a uh, like, a, a arcade, and then you have these villains that aren't actually that... Uh, that menacing but it it, it works it works enough and they, they make it funny enough for me to be entertained by it so mm-hmm. so, solid solid batch of episodes but uh, as to discussion i think the second episode gave us more to talk about so we'll just go into the big things here um let's start with uh, della duck uh we, we, their b plot of the episode was focusing a lot on dewey and um and webby looking for information on uh, on della they go to this uh, secret library and they find that nobody really wants to tell anything, everything, all information on her is blank and they go through a bunch of antics. And we get that, uh, the final scene where they enter this room full, full of Della stuff that's been hidden away. And we, we get that uh, letter like uh, just saying, I've taken the spear of Celine. I'm sorry. And uh, what Webby automatically like... Uh, it brings up the theory, oh, did she betray your Uncle Scrooge? So we're, we're, we're very quickly, we're going to, well, okay, is Della Duck a good person? <laughs> uh, just thoughts on how, how we've introduced the, the Della Duck story here, Michelle. I'm kind of wondering, like, if Scrooge was upset about the letter, why did he take the trouble to, like, archive it and, like, frame it nicely on a wall in, like, her special room? So I, I wonder, there's definitely more going on, and I'm sure, like, Della is not going to be set up as a, like, irredeemable character. <laughs> but that would be really interesting if they did. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm really... I hope they go back to that room, like, a bunch throughout the season. Because it seems like there's just, like... It's just such a goldmine of info. I really hope they don't just, like, go there that one time. And then, like, just be like, la, 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 speculate. But not go back to where the information is. Um, but I could see that happening. So I don't. I think it's a good place to end on. I'm glad they didn't just leave it with them finding that random book with like nothing in it. 
because they spent so much time in that library being chased by the library and they really deserve something bigger than that for a takeaway. Yeah, yeah um, I, I think that I think Daryl definitely is a good person or a duck. Um, though I'm not sure though if she's a good mother. Perhaps she might just be like a a mom, you know, a kind of a some a Rick type of type of parent. Only not, you know, not bad as bad, but you know, she just might be very like focused on whatever her goals in life were, or like whatever it is. It might be something that protects the world or something, and so she might be a little detached from her family. That could be her, her, her deal. Do we know? I mean, because Donald's their uncle too, right? Yeah. So who's their dad? Does that just not matter? I guess not. Whoever he is, he's. I don't. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> did he he's, die? I mean, yeah, they maybe, don't he, maybe find he's him. the one that's dead. Yeah, did he die? They don't care because they know he's like, oh, he's dead. But where's well, he, his mom though? He's not a blood relative to Scrooge and Donald, so I guess he's. You know, you know, he's not that important. They could just throw him to the side. Yeah, and, and it's interesting that the kids only care about finding out about Della. Yeah. So uh, he, Either they recognize that the dad is dead, or Donald talks about him enough that they have no curiosity. Mm-hmm. So. Or he so, could be a deadbeat like Marty. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Also, at, at the same time, at the same time, does this mean Della is a deadbeat too if yeah. she's alive? Yeah. Where do we get so jaded about these parents already? We haven't <laughs> even met them yet. One of them might be dead. Yeah, it's like in uh, is I like Disney or Pixar movies where like the parents are always mi- are always like away from the screen. Yeah. Like you, you only see the kids. You wonder, well, what did the parents do? They all the must time, suck. <laughs> yeah, it must be awful if we don't see them around. Exactly. No, but, but yeah, and it seems that um Dewey takes this a bit a bit rough because he says like we can't tell anyone until we're sure. So it seems that he's going to keep this information to himself. Mm. And th- that that might generate some interesting tension, too. Like, if they find out information together and, like, the other two cous- other two um, siblings are happy and he's a bit more conflicted. So th- that's definitely an interesting choice for, for me, at least, like, leaving the information to one of them while the other two are left in the dark. I think the other... I think the others might be a little... Might be upset that Dewey's keeping secrets from them. He's doing something like that on his own without them, and doing it with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. also possible. Yeah. We might have a, a little bit of, of jealousy there. Um, so yeah, we we have the introduction of Della. Um, also, uh, the the cliffhanger of this episode was interesting to me. Uh, we have this uh, character Gyro Gearloose, who I believe is a returning character from the original series. Yeah. He's, a, he's introduced as the head of research of uh, a Scrooge McDuck's company. He creates this little robot helper that, because uh, um, uh, it's treated incorrectly, it goes evil. And so they, they everybody dismisses him. And uh, at the end, we have a, a, like a very broody scene of like Gyro, Gyro with the little robot. And he's like talking to himself like, uh, Gyro controls the robot. Gyro is robot. Oh my god! And it, it just and then it just ends on the like uh, him his pad of, and it says like Project Blatherskite, like just uh, nonsense word. Uh, but it, I, like it, for that to be the cliffhanger it was German weird to me. or something. Uh, Do you I know, know what, Steve? Yeah, I know what it's about. You want me to? If you want me to spoil, I could tell you like I tell you each one piece of information so you don't worry about it. Um, and then what information <laughs> is? Spoilers. 
Okay, every, everybody who didn't want spoilers, go away. One, at least fast forward yeah, like Just one seconds. thing I want to let you know is what's going to happen. Since I already, like, they kind of said before the series premiered what's going to happen. And that is, he's not evil. He's not a bad guy. That's all I got to tell you. He's not going to, he's, he's an ally. He's a good guy. He was a good guy in the old series. Good guy in the comics. So he's not, this is not like the beginning of a villain. So that's all I'm going to say. Hmm, interesting. Because also, I did, uh, like, after looking back, I did notice that he's running with the villains in the intro, which was a little weird to me. So that, that's why, it, like, it, it's an interesting way to take your character if it's known as, a go- as like, a good character and, like, in a, in a reboot turn him, like, to a, maybe a, a hesitant villain or a, a semi-villain. It, it would be an interesting direction to take, but, like... Uh, I don't know. Gyro is a little annoying at first. Uh, I'm not sure how you guys felt felt about him, like yeah. being very um, cocky. I guess is the word. He's not like the. He's not like he was in the old show. The old and he show, could become evil. Yeah, if he's I guess. Different. Yeah. Yep. I know, but we totally. know. So, but ah, uh, but we know what that means. I am robot. I, what he's going to do is something that was also done on the old show, and that also was good. So. Uh, okay, but what if the robot just seems <laughs> bad? What if he becomes a robot sympathizer and stands up for robot rights? Maybe that's where it's going. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Uh, see, uh, I don't want to spoil any more for you guys. I, I could say what what I think is going to happen, but it'd just be compl- kind of spoilish. Uh, okay, but uh, at least the way the show is portraying it to us new viewers, it, it, they they seem to be setting up some kind of gyro being important, especially with like when we consider that the cliffhanger for the for the pilot episode was oh my mom, so and that ended up being paid off in, in two episodes, sort of. So it, it'll be interesting to see if he becomes a re- a recurring character and what they decide to do with him. Um, as as for the, I think those are the two big things that came out of this episode. Um, just going through other random things in in this one, the the, the great dime chase. The great um, dime chase. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it that d- dimes are always the important coin? Because I feel like SpongeBob did this too. Oh, really? The <laughs> dime. Like... I feel like quarters are like where it's at in terms oh. of coins, and those Sacagawea like well, dollars. Way well, cool. that... Yeah. Well, that's the way it was in the old show, though. It's number one dime. It's a very big deal. Yeah, but since we're rebooting it for 2017, you should like <laughs> you want a more modern a currency with inflation it has to be at least yeah. a quarter. Uh, like give some love to the to the fifty cent coin. You know that one never gets any love. <laughs> Half dollars. Oh, I forgot uh, those existed. See that they need publicity. Nobody uses those. It's like the kind of special coin you get from the bank for no reason except to have it on a shelf. Uh, yeah, I feel like Scrooge would have a collection of $2 bills, too. Yeah, like, make condition in those little, like, holder containers, the plastic well, ones. Well, here's one little interesting fact we found out is Scrooge has, like, a defense around his, like, money bin for against magic. That could be... Yeah, so that, that was a detail to drop. Yeah, and I... Know yeah, because why. in the first episode, there was, like, a they had the whole curses in the garage thing, so that just seems to be an element they're playing with in... In this show, the, even not as heavily. Oh, but I do, but yeah, but there's magic. It's like it's a big deal for those who watch the whole show know what that means. But I one okay. other thing I do like though, it changed from the old show. Is Scrooge? He had his like his most important dime with him, 
it was so important to him. And the old show, yeah, he lose it all the time because he kept it away from himself. He kept it in like a, that glass case, so it so easily got lost. So he learned from the old his old version. So that's a good improvement on the new show. Good job. Now it's around his neck. Yeah, I think we all sympathize with Louie at being very annoyed when he finds that out at the end. I just think it's funny because at the beginning of the episode, he's just being like the laziest child, like especially with all those sodas. And then he had to run up so many stairs. And I was like, ha ha. <laughs> like a six a bit, sense. A bit he of was sh- like, how those stairs? You got your exercise, you poor kid. I just wanted to be okay. lazy. I don't know about you guys, though. I just still, this episode with here, Louie, I just can't get Panda out of my mind. I hear Panda when I hear him talk. And this in the like this latest episode for some reason. Are they the no, same person? Some... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't um, heard Bear voice... Bears in a while. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Louis is voiced by Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, well, yeah. While Webby has become her own character, I don't hear Sadie in her. So uh, now, see that? Yeah, the she's so excited. Me, yeah. The thing for me in this episode, we got a lot more of Dewey. And like I finally, it finally clicked that he's the same voice as Rudabega Rabinowitz from BoJack Horseman. Oh, that's <laughs> I was like, so oh, no. weird! It did <laughs> yeah, not click was, for me. I'm gonna pretend you uh, did not say that. Yeah, but yeah, it clicked for me, and I was like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it's still the, that's the risk of using famous voices, right? That yeah. you you end up linking them to their other properties, but. Uh, it, it's early in the show. But, we'll get used but to them. It depends how the characters act because, you know, Louis was acting so lazy and something. I could just see Panda is acting like that if he wants to on, on certain days. Just, just like either texting or something. It depends. Like if you act wholly different from your other famous characters, that helps. Uh, I did enjoy the running gag of him wa- as getting ads for Ottoman Empire, the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think later he he looks it up. I mean, he's looking up a YouTube video. He's like, "Ah, oh, ads!" And yeah. it's just another one for the, for the Ottoman Empire. So, a great great name for a show. HGTV should get on that. But um, let's see here. What else? What else do we have in this episode? Um, we we also have uh, an allusion to only Scrooge McDuck being able to dive into the money pit. Uh, I, I think they used that joke a little in the first episode already, but. Yeah. It, like I worked hard to perfect that skill, building muscle and dexterity. <laughs> sure, makes sense though. Uh, the money would probably kill anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, um, then also in the B plots with uh, with Dewey and uh, and Webby, we have this uh, crazy archivist. Um, <laughs> what the? At first, I was like, "This is too much." Like Scrooge needs to fire her. But then when they were asking him about it, he's like, "No." She's been great. Just kept it safe for like thirty years. Like yo, like he is kind of crazy. It would make sense he'd have a crazy like librarian too. And plus, she got the job done. I mean, she's pretty hard to get past. So mission accomplished, I guess. Yeah, too crazy attracts crazy. Yeah, yeah. Am I anyone here shipping her and Gyro, the two crazy employees? Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, she's a bit older, but I guess it can work. She's not. Older, she just has glasses. She's probably like thirty. Uh, okay, okay, man. Maybe she needs a makeover, but <laughs> you mean she just literally has to take off her glasses? Yeah, sure. Oh, that, that, that's basically a makeover. Oh in cartoons, no, this right? is not a nineties like t- high school movie. You can't just take <laughs> off glasses and suddenly everything's fine. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, her entire personality was crazy, but uh, she eventually. It sort of helps them like 
letting them know that they have to organize things to get to the main room and say, are you making us do this just to do your yeah. work? 50 50%. 50, 50. Yeah. yeah, 50%. <laughs> That's a good one. So, so yeah, we, uh, all in all, I guess uh, it's uh, it's entertaining enough, but it's more uh, notable for the information it drops and the like plot threads than it is for the actual episode in itself, I guess. And it had... Uh less characters they didn't have no huey no donald no mrs beakley um very like half the cast pretty much is in was in this episode that's true yeah, huey, huey didn't appear at all either of them i don't think honestly uh, he, he was in the first one but did like, he have very, lines he was, though like he didn't really not, interact not with much. webby one-on-one uh the, i think he, they're trying to find something for him some niche for him they're, they're working with louie and dewey now the writers so I'm sure they come up with something for him later. Yeah, he definitely feels like a third wheel so far. <laughs> yeah, what is his personality? I don't even remember. Uh, I guess like a f- like uh, timid. Is that his? Is thing? that because blue shirts like the like go getter and green shirts like I don't know the chill. <laughs> Like I don't know what's green shirt yeah, do either. He wears a hat. That's what red shirt does. <laughs> Great, that's his personality. He wears a hat. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so we can go go back to the first episode, Day Trip of Doom. We have their um, they're beginning by playing war games, uh, like Webby taking it totally seriously. Uh, uh, lots of interesting lines here. You're not a player, you're a pawn. Yeah, she's like so uh, into it. I actually really enjoyed that. She was just like yeah. really intense. And they were like, whoa, please calm down. She's like, I can't! I'm too into it! She's so Mabel, man. She's so much like Mabel Pines. Uh, certainly very hyper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it seems Scrooge has very little problem with this until he notices Donald taking a bath in his own in his bathroom. Yeah, so it's really Donald the... that he has the biggest issue with, I feel. <laughs> yeah. So they have this house meeting, uh, basically just saying, my space is my space, and uh, Miss Beakley, you do the rest. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so... And um, yeah, so we have uh, from here it splits. We have uh, on the one hand um, Webby getting taken out with with the with the siblings to uh, Funzo's Fun Zone. And then they have a uh, little theme song they sing for it. Uh, it. It the whole like hyper girl who has never left and like, experiences society for the first time like i i feel like i've seen it before but like here it, it, it like at least the, the bus part was a little I, funny i just, love like, the yeah. bus part. <laughs> jumping it around really roxanne's good. back yeah she returned she's reading the the joy of personal space and had <laughs> she invaded. was flipping her book yeah <laughs> and uh, but yeah they get kicked out of the bus because uh, she pulls the the what do you call that thing? The, 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 break the cord? cord? Yeah. Yeah, the cord. <laughs> All right, put that much. Yeah, I just call it a stop. I call it a just stop signal or I don't know what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I haven't used public transportation in a while. So. <laughs> yes, I, saw that gag. I saw that gag in an episode of Dennis the Menace one time. Yeah, it it feels like an easy joke, but it it works because Webby has no clue how buses work. Yeah, so. I liked how annoyed the bus driver lady was getting subtly, and eventually she was just like, "I can't anymore. Please get off yeah. the bus." 
but eventually they they decide to walk slash run to the fun zone, which is like this uh, arcade the pl slash play place type thing. Uh, first, it's um, it's uh, Lu Louis who uh, tries to teach Webby how to get free cups. <laughs> I love that and... there's this running thing about Webby being awful at lying. It's just really great. She's so bad. Oh yeah, I guess that was a thing in the Yeah, you try to make her right? lie to her mom on the phone and she'd like mess that up too. She's just really bad at lying. Yeah, but uh, I'll, I'll, I like the small joke where uh, Louis is like trying to make a hand signal like uh, stop she's, talking. like kill oh. him? <laughs> like, <laughs> raising the fork <laughs> <Yeah>. menacingly. <laughs> she could um, do it too, probably. Yeah, she could. <laughs> oh yeah, as we definitely see later in this episode. <laughs> Um, but then uh, she walks over to where uh, Dewey is, and th there's this uh, Japanese ukulele game. Uh, ukulele is having a renaissance in in, in Western animation. Uh, Euchre puke. It's actually uh, a pretty great name for a guitar hero, essentially. I don't know. Do we need puke? In Here, for kids, puke is fun. I can see them really liking that. I mean, I never had fun puking. <laughs> no, 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 like, actually, maybe, like, the concept of puking's great. Sure. <laughs> oh, you never actually oh. puke. It's fun to watch others, but not do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, maybe you, you guys just have take joy in seeing others suffer, but fine. Oh, you know, um, <laughs> you, know you know one thing I haven't seen in a while, maybe, do, do arcades still exist? Are they really that present? Because I don't see that many arcades, like, like I used to. I mean, they they do, but they're very far far between. Like th yeah. there's there's like one in my town that I know of, and yeah. mine is a relatively big town. So I see them so. either because it's like really trendy to have certain games, or they're like randomly in like um, movie theaters for some reason. Uh, Those are the yeah, two like places. In our, <laughs> yeah, in movie theaters you have like the Nook, right? Yeah, the, the Nook. They always the have machines. the Nook with all the arcade games. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like a place dedicated to this stuff, it's really hard to find it's these things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like the torture of us right now. It's just a thing of the past. Yeah. In the U.S. But, at least. And maybe in other countries it might still be popular. Yeah, international viewers, let us know your arcade experiences. <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> And if arcade is even the correct term for this, because it also seems to have like a like a ball pit and slides. Like, well, it's, it's like a, a kid hanging like out place. It's, it's like, like a, oh. Chuck e. yeah, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese essentially. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess Chuck E. Cheese is the modern version of this, and there's still lots of those yeah. lingering around. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we we have uh, um, Euchre Puke. Uh, Webby's uh, Stranger Danger kicks in and. <laughs> She shuts off the game and erases so all of Dewey's awesome. records. Uh, but she was right. Strange. Her instinct were right. It was Stranger Danger. That was the Beagle Boys. So, yeah. So let, let's get into that. We have these uh, these Beagle Boys who notice the kids. They're like, oh, so he, they're related to Scrooge McDuck. We can use them for ransom and all. And so they they end up kidnapping them. And then we have the introduction of Ma Beagle, voiced by character actress Margot Martindale. <laughs> I really enjoyed her in this episode. Uh, you guys, how do you feel about the about the villains of this episode here? Uh, let's go to Steve. Oh, I I loved him. Like this one. Um, personally, I think I like these these version of Beagle Boys a little better than the original version. At the very least, um, in the old show, one of the Beagle Boys 
called Burger. He was really annoying. His gag about him eating all the time. He's hungry, hungry, but... Oh, yeah. Fat yeah. jokes aren't fun. That's a yeah. very bad 90s thing that existed. Yeah, so... And I love the line at the end when Big Time said, Why can't we have what they have? Yeah, that was a good line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and it seems definitely... um. Mob Eagle seemed to have more of a presence in this show. In the old show, she was we saw her less than the regular Beagle Boys. Beagle Boys are more recurring characters than Mob Beagle in the old show. But here, it seems like in this series, they're going to have about the same amount of screen time. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed Mob Beagle, and I hope that they, they use her in conjunction yeah. with the Beagle Boys. Because she definitely works as like the course... Uh, like, um, counteract to like the goofiness of, of the beagle boys just like oh you guys are stupid i love that <laughs> kind of character like when it's yeah. like an old crooky mom and her like sons who are kind of incompetent but she has like multiples it reminds me of castle in the sky a lot and i love it <laughs> yeah but uh so we have uh, um the the uh, the kids getting uh, kidnapped and eventually a uh, webby breaks her breaks herself out so it's like yo you could do this the whole time <laughs> things up it's like really adorable and then we get like i guess the lesson of of the episode in two in two words normal's overrated yeah, yeah. sure awesome yeah so uh, because of that uh of that uh, um encouragement uh, webby devises this amazing plan to lure mob eagle in and they they tie them up and yep. the, that side of the story ends <laughs> yeah though until they escape you know eventually because that's a running gag in the old show they always escape and come back for more yeah like in these kind of shows you need like incompetent police forces to keep letting these people out of jail or a person i see a better take in this one would be just like lawyers lawyers get them out all the time they don't instead of breaking out like in the old show how about they just get out by the legal system that'd be a nice little take on this trope nice nice little twist i mean if we get an episode of margot martindale on the witness stand i'm all for yeah, it yeah that would be <laughs> awesome uh so we we have uh, the kids side and then on the other side after the house meeting we have uh, oh Donald and uh, Mrs. Beakley fighting. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. Donald was so dumb, but it was great. I just love hearing him <laughs> shriek. It's like the best. I can, yeah, I can barely understand him more. Now. I know. I couldn't understand yeah. his words, but screaming's <laughs> universal, you know? <laughs> Uh, the great, the, the great uh, urge. Uh, if there's a petition out there to add subtitles to Donald's dialogue, please. <laughs> no, uh, I know find it's fine. It for us. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> Guess what he's saying. Uh, but anyway, before we go on, let's just for a record, let's put cards on the table. Donald and Beakley, sh- do, do you agree with Louis? You ship it, yes or no? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I, I kind of don't mean mainly really either, but. Maybe it'd be fun like to a twist though is if Webby and Beakley are related to Daisy, if like Daisy is Mrs. Beakley's niece and Webby's aunt. But uh yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of characters that haven't been introduced yeah. yet. But uh, uh, I, I'm more on this ship than I am with Gyro and and the librarian. What? But they're so perfect for each other. They probably never met each other. The librarian probably only stays in the library. 
Well, I can't. But maybe the episode one day they'll meet. Um, <laughs> it'll be something funny. I don't know. They might try to kill yeah. each other. <laughs> but but yeah, the the Donald Beakley uh, interplay is very good here. Um, <laughs> at some points, they have a uh, Donald. Uh, you having a barbecue is taking all the uh, all the electricity yeah. he offers up some kielbasa <laughs> for some reason i understood the word kielbasa coming out of him but not yeah else. nothing else i also understood that <laughs> word uh but but yeah eventually i'm um, be- uh, also i think there's a there's this quick joke where um uh, they cut to scrooge who is uh, not noticing all of this stuff He's like taking a bath. Oh and, yeah, uh, he has a cucumbers on the side. It's like something's wrong. Uh, yeah, and then he replaces it with gold coins. So perfect <laughs> for him. Yeah. Uh, also perfect that he he bathes t- to the sound of bagpipes. I mean. Oh, like, was that happening? I didn't realize. That's awesome. Yeah, like, he's playing bagpipe music in the bathroom. <laughs> Gotta maintain his like super Scottish, you know, title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my only complaint with these two episodes, there wasn't enough Scrooge actually talking. <laughs> yeah, you, didn't get much yeah you got you got him being angry at the shareholders, but that was about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have uh, then a Beakley receiving the the ransom. Uh, well, actually, they threw the ransom brick at Donald, and then Beakley picked <laughs> it up. Well, I loved that- all his power generators and just like that whole sequence when like the water catches on fire because all gasoline, and he's just like, it's like, well, he's dead now. Like, good job, yeah. Donald. Yeah. You're not getting off that boat alive. Oh, I didn't quite understand why he had tanks of gasoline just all over his ship. Like, I don't know. It's stove or something. <laughs> just like all the dangerous supplies did not have close to water. Have you ever seen any Donald Duck cartoons? That's that's Donald Duck. Did he normally have gasoline around? No, but he's <laughs> reckless sometimes. He's not the smartest person duck in the world. He just <laughs> um, But one thing I did like, though, Mob Beagle seemed to know Mrs. Beakley's reputation, so she was like, she knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I do enjoy that when they actually con- uh, confront, it's Donald who goes into his rage mode. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, he can take care of himself after yeah. all. Yeah. I think whenever Donald just goes into screeching mode is when he's at his best. I know. That was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we have uh, that, and they they meet up with the kids who have already trapped Ma Beagle, and so they have a, a good laugh after Mrs. Beakley fits his her, his electricity, and he he goes, "How does someone who knows so much about electricity end up here?" And Beakley, "I'm a spy." You, you understood <laughs> when he asked that? I just heard like, rah, 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 and she's like, "Oh, it's a spy," and I'm like, "Oh, I guess he asked something in relation to that," but I, I, I had no yeah, idea. What I, I, heard was. Was, <laughs> I heard I needed a second listen. Yeah. Heard, what I heard was. How come you know know so much about electricity for a housekeeper? Uh, okay, well, see, see, I bet I un- I understood the gist then. <laughs> see, this is the trouble we get into. If somebody did sub it out. Like some people be like, no, 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 these three words are wrong. You have to fix it. Like there, like there would be a war. You guys, it's a very dangerous job to take on. I mean, subs versus dubs is already a war, so <laughs> I can imagine. The subs versus subs dubs versus... that are, like, not even working, though. It's, like, even worse. Oh, yeah. I'm just um, just too bad you guys didn't see the preview for next week because, um, let's tell you, just they're sip- shipping fuel for next week. That's all I'm going to say. What? Okay, well, oh, that, that's good man. enough for me. That's good enough for oh. me. No one needs uh, any ships ever. At the well, end. No, well, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just you know, ran, just 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 shipping yeah. for certain characters. 
Okay, well, uh, we can at least read the titles. Okay. Upcoming, we, we have uh, September 30th, uh, this upcoming Saturday, the Beagle Birthday Massacre. So that would tell me that the Beagles are coming back for uh, for another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Escape 2 slash From Atlantis on October 3rd, oh, Tuesday. Wait, wait, I can tell you that. That's just a repackage of the pilot. Oh, that's going to say. They already went yeah. to Atlantis. Why are they going back yeah. to two episodes? No, that just, uh, yeah, they're just showing okay. episode, the, first, the pilot pretty much as two separate episodes. So it's a middle of the okay. week. Pay no attention to that. Okay. Okay. That, and, and then October 7th, the following Saturday, we have Terror of the Terrafermians. Terrafermians? Terrafermians. Okay. Heard of them? No. Heard of them? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I, they're I, new. Yeah. Wait a minute, me. I think. Wait a minute, I think I know who they are. Wait a minute, I. It, well, it has, well, the old show has so many episodes; it's easy to forget. Right, and I, I think the reboot has done a good job at inserting us into the world, even if we knew nothing about the world to begin with. So, at, le- at least for me, like I, I, I've dived in pretty well on the, on this universe so far. Uh, but yeah, just to, um, I guess what we can wrap up here. So all in all. Uh, our general impressions these were good episodes right but uh do we think is improvement on the pilots about the same or, or like any any feeling on, on how these episodes feel i think it's about the same for me like i'm not noticing like a dip in quality i think they're just like they're fleshing out certain characters more i remember one of our fears with the was that blue shirt was getting like all the attention in the second episode and it's kind of like is he gonna be like the one of the three triplets that gets the most focus but that's definitely not the case it seems which is good it seems like they're spreading out the characters having their episodes pretty well so far so yeah i'm i'm pretty high still on this show yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. I agree. It's about the same. The, the quality is no real dipped. Um, yeah, you know, it's like uh, yeah, this fir- uh, the 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 first episode we got last Saturday. That's only like non-plot one, and I still enjoyed it. So that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. De- definitely, like it, the the humor for for it being a non-plot episode was pre- pretty on point. So that that's definitely a good sign for the show's future. Uh, and yeah, I, I also think it was about about the same as the pilot in terms of quality. Um, I think the only thing that we should probably be looking out for is to see what they do with Huey, the red shirt. The red shirt. What's gonna happen with red shirt? Yeah, what happened with him? So uh, we'll we'll have to see if he ends up getting a a character episode at some point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if. Uh, on that note, we'll be looking forward to the next uh, couple of, of episodes, and we'll have uh, our Saturdays occupied. And uh, we'll continue to follow DuckTales uh, on this podcast. So you can find more about, about this podcast at orallyanimated.com. Uh, you can join us on Discord if you want to chat with us about DuckTales or any other animated topic you want to talk about. We still don't can... have our own page yet. I hope we don't get well, to that one soon. Well, you can find us directly at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. There yeah. you can find an invite link if yeah. you want to find us that way. Yeah. Um, but you can also um, support us financially via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Uh, we want to give thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Lucas, a.k.a. Rocco. And that thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Andy, and yours truly. Um, before we leave, any final thoughts on the anything? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, um, <laughs> time. 
Scrooge, a dime, dime. more than a quarter in this world, it seems. <laughs> oh, it was his first dime, though. Yeah. It's like Mr. Krabs' first dollar. Everyone has yeah. their first something. They're in the shining shoes in Glasgow. Oh, and yeah. this, yeah, yeah. And I never ever thought of shipping down on Beakley, and I don't ever want to think of that again. Thank you, Louis. Uh-uh. Yeah, on, on that, yeah, that note uh, to end on. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a bad note to end on, but uh, uh, but yeah. So we'll keep talking about Ducktales in the future, and we'll we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Adios. Bye. Bye.